Chico. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. I really do appreciate you. Without hesitations nor deviations of a matter. Appreciate you guys. Really, 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 really. Shout out to all of the HBO gang. It's helping the brother out, by the way. Come on. Speculation for the nation. Jerry Wayne Jones. He calls him out. Without deviations or the hesitations. up everybody come on <laughs> really appreciate you guys man um jerry jones had in uh pr pretty much a press conference where he called in to the 105.3 the fan and he talked he talked his stuff man he do he he absolutely do he talked his stuff which is good you know we we all we all want to know what's going on with the cowboys right regardless we not even playing this week and news flash we are the people that everybody, mama, uncle, cousin talk about and talk to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see what we got here. All right. <clears throat> Let me go right here. Y'all bear with me. Y'all bear with me. All right. Let me go right here. While I'm setting everything up, matter of fact, while I'm doing this, take some time, some time. Let me go right here. 
and we just hit play right here. Err. Let me know if you guys. Hey guys, hear this. good morning, and uh, uh, I guess we're going to have another fabulous weekend of watching some football. Uh, but uh, uh, when you hear that low tone, sounds like an old lonesome train. That's me screaming in my pillow. <laughs> now, out here. You you wanted to jump on, which we love. Love you being on the fan. Got to ask just right out the gate, what is on your mind? Well, I wanted to uh, basically uh, uh, speak to uh, uh, Coach McCarthy, Mike. I uh, wanted to speak to uh, uh, the exciting news uh, of Dan Quinn, of course, uh, joining us for, uh, for uh, some years to come. Uh, as to uh, joining us as our coordinator. And what I wanted to clear up was uh, this was a competitive situation in my view. Uh, Mike was, I mean, uh, Dan Quinn was really uh, being pursued as a potential head coach. And uh, I've had two other occasions in my career uh, where uh, a, a coach, a coordinator, was offered a head coaching job, and I got them not to accept it. Uh, one was with Sean Payton, and he was offered the job at the Raiders uh, when Parcells was the head coach. I asked him to uh, not take it and stay coordinating and see what happens with the future here at the Cowboys. And then I asked Jason Garrett to do the same thing, and he passed on the head coaching job as well to stay here and be a part of the future of the Cowboys. Wait, 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 wait. Jerry, you should have let Jason Garrett wet. You know, that was the universe telling you that, hey, if you let Jason Garrett go, maybe, just maybe, we can find some other things out to happen for the Cowboys. So uh, I, I didn't know that he kind of blocked the Sean Payton to the Raiders uh, situation. And I think good old Al Davis was still alive at the time, right? So uh, that's remarkable information to know. Uh, Jerry, get out of the way. Let these guys go, you know. Um, show of favors, man. I know 2020, hindsight is 2020. Show of hands if you would like to see that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Get out of the way. Now, this is the thing, and I want everybody to understand. With Dan Quinn, he was still getting paid by the Atlanta Falcons to be their head coach, but believe it or not, because his contract was such. Now, his contract expired. So what Jerry Jones did in return, according to the information, they extended they extended Dan Quinn's contract so it can solidify as being a defensive coordinator. But he's always been a defensive coordinator that's getting head coach's money, if that makes any sense to most of you guys. So, yes, we're kicking the can down the road with Dan Quinn, which is a good thing. Because continuity and rapport is everything, but let's let's get this thing going. And so uh, uh, I'd, I'd experienced uh, uh, seeing coaches turn down uh, a head job for uh, our situation, and so I really was trying hard meeting with Dan Quinn, uh, Mike. This is the thing I want to clear up. Mike was very involved in this process and very involved in trying to give. Uh, us every chance to keep Dan Quinn. And uh, there's no question it was a competitive situation, and I couldn't really get out and speak to it publicly because I didn't want to push teams toward him. And I wanted to uh, keep him for ourselves and Dan, and that's what ended up happening. Mike and I worked together in a, uh, a joint effort. That's what it's going to take this year. We've uh, 
we did some things that I'm really proud of with our, our, our coaching staff. We did some things I'm proud of with our team. Uh, we didn't do a lot of things that we need to do uh, to not be sitting here out of the playoffs next year, and we're all committed to do it. But the thing I want to clear up is that the idea of Mike being uh, twisting in the wind just wasn't the case at all. We were sitting there trying to keep Dan Quinn and trying to uh, maintain continuity on our coaching staff. Did you have to reassure Mike McCarthy after Sean Payton quit that he's going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? No, I did not. I did not because we're sitting here building together our future. No. Uh, but I uh, did. He's well aware of our relationship and long-term friendship with uh, 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 with Peyton and Sean. And uh, uh, I haven't talked to Sean and, and uh, not a part of any of the dialogue or any of the decision-making relative to him leaving uh, uh, New Orleans. But uh, my point is... Uh, we just uh, been really uh, got our had our head down and uh, getting this staff uh, in the shape, particularly at the top, uh, the coordinator. All right. So if you guys heard what he said, he said he hadn't even talked to Sean Payton. He had nothing to do with the, uh, I guess, the release of of information as relates to that. You know, so that that goes if this goes tongue in cheek. Let me know if you guys feel it that way. Um, but my, my understanding of it is uh, he said he had nothing, nothing to do with this. So let me know if you guys feel that Jerry Jones is lying to kick it or Mike Florio was lying to sell books. What's what's more plausible? You know, Mike Florio trying to pimp y'all out on that book that he said all of a sudden, yeah, there was a deal back in 2019 for Sean Payton, but it didn't go through because of, Anthony uh, Davis, the basketball player, requested to be traded, and Loomis didn't want the GM of the Saints didn't want that to muddy the waters with the organizations. One thing about that, man, they billionaires over there. The Benson family, they billionaires. They ain't worried about what the outside noise is saying. They made they, they made a billion dollars last year, right? They're gonna make a billion dollars again this year. So it's kind of strange that I know for sure the beat writers and the insiders. That would have leaked out. Somebody would have made some money off of some clicks about, hey, the Cowboys thought about bringing in Sean Payton. Y'all, y'all, y'all know I ain't lying. Y'all, you look, there can be a cat right now that fool around and entered the uh, the Star in Frisco training area, isolated by itself. A beat writer or an insider would take a picture and drop a story, and it would be on the front views of all ESPN, first take, second take, and see, I told you that's the reason why the Cowboys can't win, because that cat right there, you know, let me know if I'm lying. You can hear a gnat fart, and it will make all over the news. A gnat farted at the start in Frisco. So, therefore, we're going to break. Da-na-na, da-na-na. It'll be breaking news everywhere. Let me, let me hear my breaking news noise, you know? You know? We're tuning in live. A gnat farted at the star in Frisco. Hey, stay tuned. There will be more information, especially around the corner. But let me tell you about this gnat. You see, this gnat was the reason why the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl in 10 years. So 
I, they missed me with that Mike Florio three years ago. Come on. Look, don't you know how much money you done missed by not breaking that news three years ago? <laughs> and all of a sudden you're breaking it now? I, it's, it's hard-pressed to believe, baby. Oh, no, it's hard-pressed to believe that, that these guys are telling the truth on this. Let's listen to more of what they had to say. Level and uh, whether it be the special teams or whether it be offense, defense. And, frankly, we've uh, uh, still kind of in that uh, area right now regarding Kellen until we uh, 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 see where that dust settles there. Jerry, I'll get, I'll get back to Kellen in just a second, but I, are you saying that, that Dan Quinn was offered a head coaching job somewhere else and you talked him into being staying and being a coordinator? I believe that very much. <laughs> I believe that very much. I'm, uh, I know this. He is staying and being our coordinator for years to come. And so uh, I know that uh, he was the most – he was the busiest coordinator out here uh, being interviewed for jobs. And, yes, I uh, would say that specifically. It's a real compliment to Mike. It's a compliment to us. It's a compliment to the organization. He's good jobs here with the Cowboys. Any chance you can buy – by chance, tell us uh, what job that might have been that he might have turned down? No, 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 no. Don't see. And by the way, <laughs> uh, you will never know. The only person that would know, like in our particular case, the only one with the Cowboys, if you were going to get a job here, that would know uh, really whether or not uh, uh, he was going to uh, get it if he had stayed available would be me. I'm the only one mm. that would know that. Cause Appreciate we don't you, Alex, a, for the donation. A vote or a meeting. Uh, that we then throw the hammer down and say, done, that's not the way it works. Now, along those lines, you said there was not a point where Mike McCarthy was twisting in the wind. Or All right, so uh, shout out to my guy, Alex. Uh, he says, uh, don't don't drink the Kool-Aid. He can't admit to talking to Sean. That's tampering. Sean has even left it open that he may coach pretty much again. Well, <clears throat> he can't admit it now, but – you know, those rules don't apply in 2018 and 19. If he was supposed to have that conversation, he could have said, yeah, I, I had that conversation uh, with the Saints organization and beyond about bringing in Sean Payton because at the end, that was Sean Payton out of contract conversation and he can uh, give that information into that, you know. But neither here nor there, like I said, do you believe Mike Florio do you believe that he sat on that information for three years? Don't you know how many dry spells we had between uh, now and then? I just don't see anybody sitting on that news for three years and then, unless they're coming out with a book, right? And, and that book better be one hell of a book. But I, I get what you're saying. I take everything with a grain of salt anyway. So um, if they say that they said and they said that they didn't do it, that's why it's so important for us to go out there to Oxnard, us to go out there to the training camps and the OTAs when allowed so that I can get it out of the mud and see it for myself and not go off of other people's observation. And that's why I try my darnest, you know, to uh, to provide that information for you guys. Y'all seen all last season uh, what we did was we, we showed you guys the clips, 100, unedited. This is what – Dan Quinn is doing physically, working out with his guys. And I believe that part of Dan Quinn as it relates to his coaching um, uh, um, uh, alchemy is, is that 
is very important. That is what we will be missing if Dan Quinn leave up out of this building. So I love the fact that they got him signed for multiple years. I love the fact that he's a hands-on guy because now there's something tangible that we can see with our eyes and say, he helped out Osa. He helped out Navarre Gallimore. He helped out Chauncey Goldston because he's really physically working with them. You can hear him spitting at the players. And back in the days, man, when we was out there, Papa Rob Marinelli, yeah, he'd be yelling and fussing, but it'd be really no hand-to-hand contact, you know? So I love that because now we can actually see the growth aspect of it. Right. Uh, Shout-out to you, sports guru. A GM back in his HC. Is that what a GM does? Um, Sports guru, in so many words, if this was an actual structure, the GM would have been in the hot seat because the owner would have been pressing on the GM and saying, hey, I fear you for your reasons, but we need results. Everyone have a reason, but results are what matter. Just like I said, everybody is self-made, but only the successful ones will admit it. Only the people that are successful out there to say, hey, I'm a self-made millionaire, they go out there and say it. But the people that's homeless, they ain't saying, hey, man, I'm a self-made homeless person. Or I'm a self-made, I make $20,000 a year, I'm self-made, baby. You don't get a lot of people to say those things. But everybody stand tall when everything is successful. And that's why you get the self-made talk. But I feel you on that. Let's listen to more of Jerry Wayne and things. Or anything like that. Do you think... No, you had him twisted. Not you, but our media did. Media did. And I didn't want to uh, get involved publicly because I was, uh, we were in a highly competitive situation. Do you think any I'll of... make it look like that I overly... Uh, other than what was the obvious, I didn't want to make it look like so that it would be that much more interesting to another club. I was fighting to keep him for our coordinator, not him go be a head coach. And when you talk about the media, I actually think our show might have played a part in that, specifically mm. your interview on this show last week. Do you think that led to any of the speculation about Mike McCarthy's job status? I do. Those are my public, have been my public sentiments. And the sentiment was frustration. The sentiment was uh, just so disappointed that we're not playing. Right. Uh, But we did some good things last year, too, and we want to build on that, and we can. That's the point. And what I said on the show, and I've seen it written several times, is that I've got everybody under contract that I want under contract. It's just (laughs) a question of whether under the rules they're going to be able to get out of the contract. And so we went out and did something about it. and reinforced at the most uh, critical level there with Dan. But yeah. it was never an issue with me, with Mike uh, being the head coach. You've never heard that from me. Jerry, you've, um, taken, the, you've taken the fact that I was sitting there uh, being coy, you've taken <laughs> that and interpreted, not you, but it was taken as though I were somehow wishy washy. Uh uh-uh. Just because you're frustrated doesn't mean that uh, somebody necessarily is going to lose a job. Shoot. Jerry, you mentioned Sean Payton and Jason Garrett as two guys that you said, I'm not going to let them go elsewhere. I want to keep them around. A lot of people are speculating that there's, because Dan Quinn's back, there's double pressure on McCarthy because of the head coaching experience. Yeah. Do you look at it that way? I don't look at it the opposite way. And let me assure you, Mike looks at it differently. Mike did everything that he could do 
to help us uh, uh, get and keep and extend Dan Quinn. Wait, 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 wait. Mike making those type of decisions, I get it. But I'm about to say he did everything we can do to win the game. That is a, a, a whole nother situation there, Jerry. Because if he did everything he needed to do, then we're we going to use this example again. Give me, give me this playbook, Kelly Moore. And if anything, if you guys decided to bring back this same team, technically we are. We are, unless you know, some of the ancillary parts they're leaving, of course, we can't stop that. Ben McAdoo, ancillary, right? Joe Witt Jr., if he goes, it will be an ancillary situation. But I'm telling you guys right now, the core, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, and Kellen Moore, and I think that the uh, nobody pretty much want Johnny Bones. I think Johnny Bones will still be here, right? I don't think that he's leaving anywhere else. Uh, or, or he had some interviews last season to be a head coach, but, you know, that, that was just political stuff. But I come here to tell y'all beautiful people, I know we were 12-5, and five, right? But if we see this stick offense again, stick as it relates to everybody running, verts come back, this is a vertical uh, spread offense, and we don't see the utilization or the attempt to run the ball, and you sitting here saying that Mike McCarthy did everything in his will and power, man, you know, Jerry, I, I, I know. I know you love this team, supposedly. But it's going to be this. Shame. 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 You got to establish an offense with an identity. Let me repeat. You got to establish an offense with an identity. This team must establish an identity. And within his first year, we knew that this team on the defensive side of the ball with Dan Quinn at least got these boys from the rank 28, 29th, all the way down to the 11th in some categories, first place as it relates to turnovers, as it relates to third down defense, so we can actually see the fingerprints of Dan Quinn on this team, right? <laughs> Chris Graham says sweep the NFC East. Yeah, that, that's part of our identity. Uh, but we need to see what's the identity on the offensive side of the coin. We do. We do. But if it's if it's third and 20, <laughs> no, I ain't going to talk about it. But, yeah, let's listen to more of this guy say. He did everything he could do. Uh, he's he's not into worrying about that. He's the head coach. He's uh, we worked uh, in unison, worked great together, and uh, uh, we uh, basically were just doing our doing our jobs. Mike actually said correct, and it was just uh, kind of uh, maybe skipped over. And he basically said, uh, Jerry and I talk job status. I'm fine. He said that. What you didn't hear was an announcement wasn't necessary. Man, I'm, we're in a competitive situation for key personnel, key coaches here that I didn't want to be over here pushing and talking about how good they were, how good they weren't, where we are. All that's red like a fine-tooth comb with other your competition. That's other teams trying to get your staff. Jerry, when it comes to Mike McCarthy, and he's an offensive coach, uh, he talked about Kellen Moore and how he did not want to get in his way. I know there's a lot to that just one sentence there, but do you hope that Mike McCarthy 
if the team is struggling offensively next year, can step in and help out Kellen Moore in the offense more? No question that we're going to attempt hard and use everything that Mike has got in his background experience to help us uh, on, on every part of this football team. And obviously, we didn't get past the first round, and we need to address uh, a lot of areas. And we will. But there are a lot of areas we did some good things in. And uh, we can uh, 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 do some work in those areas, too. But uh, uh, Mike's a football coach. And uh, he's got really one of the greatest career records you can look at. And uh, uh, working with him is uh, great. And he's intense. And uh, we've, got a, we've got a big job. And so to answer your question, uh, heck, yeah. He'll be involved in, in uh, the, the minutiae, or he'll be involved in every way we can to improve any part of our team. And I say that deliberately because he is the head coach, and uh, that's what he do. All right, so, so, so my guy Jerry, he's putting lipstick on a pig again. Your record just by itself doesn't give you Super Bowls, right? It, it, it literally don't, you know. Uh, I, I've seen multiple people hit me up left and right and talk bad about the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys because they overlooked the record. They say, well, record is cold and all, but we don't care. That's what a third of people to say because Dak Prescott is like 55 and like 32 or 33, something like that, or 52 and 33 or something like that. That's how many games he lost. But on the upper end of it, he won more than he lost. So your record doesn't really paint the whole story because I'm quite sure that a lot of people would rather have a Super Bowl versus winning all of those games for some strange reason, right? Case in point, let me bring up records again. You know, when you're talking about winning percentage, Barry Switzer went 12-4 and his first year, and people was ready to fire him, right? because they knew that something changed for this team, right? It wasn't the same 12-4. and four. His second year, he said, let me raise you. He went 12-4. and four. People were still saying, hey, after winning the Super Bowl, can we get rid of Barry Switzer? <laughs> because everybody on that team was like, let's get rid of him, right? Let's get rid of him. Let's get rid of Barry Switzer, right? Because they knew that this wasn't really football that we was accustomed to seeing because of the levels that Jimmy Johnson was able to coach at and knew that the way we won games in a certain way, that it was methodical. It was very precise, right? So back-to-back years, 12-4, and 12-4, and four, people was ready to get rid of him. On his third year, if my memory served me correct, he went 10-6. and six. It was the end of the world. Total chaos. Ah, I can't believe it. We lost six games. Six games, and it felt like we lost to the world. Made it to the playoff, won a playoff game, and still lost the, ne- the next one. His final year that people said, I can't take this no more. Barry Switzer went 6-10. and 10. From the most of the people that's out here, people will say that, hey, Barry Switzer was the worst coach that we ever had, right? <laughs> he was worse than Dave Campo to some people, right? Uh, Charlie, uh, was it uh, 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 what's the other guy? Chain Gailey. He's worse than Chain Gailey and everybody else. 
But the man, if you look at his record, winning percentage is higher. It's higher than Mike McCarthy's. It's higher than Sean Payton's. It's higher than uh, his winning percentage. is higher than, I believe, even Jason Garrett. His winning percentage, uh, I hate to say this, is higher than Jimmy Johnson. But we know that winning percentage doesn't tell the whole story. Alex uh, says, talk to anyone who has around Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, and they all say the same. He is lazy. Yeah. Old folks say this, Alex, and I appreciate you for your donation. Old folks say this, and they write. Not everybody's lying, right? There's truth in there. So, yeah, uh, appreciate you, Chuck. Thank you for the donation to help elevate the nation. Appreciate all of the real ones in the chat. Appreciate you. Talk with Jerry Jones right here <laughs> on 105 through the fan. I love that phrasing right there. I know you guys, I know you said earlier you're waiting to find out about Kellen Moore. I know he's got a second interview with the Dolphins and everything like that. Do you get a sense along the process? Do other teams reach out to you and tell you what direction they might be going? Do you believe Kellen Moore will be back with this team next year? Do you believe? Hey, you asked about three questions. I did. <laughs> and that's all right. That's all right. I get a sense. They do not reach out, and I believe he'll be back next year. Is that what you want? Yes. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Jerry made the call down there in Miami, and he said, look, man, y'all better not hire my boy, boy Wanda. You better not hire my guy. Because it's still up to grabs, right? And they brought him in for a second interview. And if you think about Miami, you know, they got Waddle. They got a young quarterback. I think the running back is okay, too. Uh, Miami, Miami can, can do some things. And, and then they play in, in a division where, yes, yeah, you're going to have to get it out real hard because the Bills look like there's a promise team over there. And you already know what Bill Belichick is doing. Bill Belichick. We'll look over there across the field and see Kellen Moore, and he will win before the kickoff because he would just look at him, stare at him. Kellen Moore would probably be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that would be an unbelievable opportunity if the, if, if the Miami Dolphins said, you know what, Kellen Moore, we, we really like you, and we're going to give you an opportunity. And for Kellen Moore to turn that down, to be the offensive coordinator – for the Dallas Cowboys, it will be insane. It will flat out be insane. So uh, our our biggest hope, if if you want to get rid of this, um, you know this this particular you know offensive coordinator, you better pray that the Dolphins can look at Kellen Moore and say, "Hey, we see something in you. We got a young team on the offensive side of the coin." And we, we would love to have you mixing up plays over there, you know. It, it, Sam says Kellen Moore did put up 36 on the Bills, you know. Did he? Did he put up 36? Okay. Um, let's see. And, and it could be his offense. You know, he, he can probably – look, here's my thing. Shout out to you, Kenneth. Here's my God honest, honest truth about Kellen Moore. Last season was his third year ever. 
And since he's been the coordinator for the Cowboys, regardless of whether or not you can just say, okay, his talent, his talent on the offensive side, and we just underachieve. His first year, number one in offense, number two or three, something like that. His first year calling the plays. His second year, um, he, he was ranked 10th overall in offense, and that's due to the pandemic, right? You had Andy Dalton and Ben Dinucci, you know, as your quarterback. And he was ranked number 10, number nine, respectfully, in offense. And then uh, this past season, we're number one in total points. And total points ain't, you know, it ain't easy to come by in total yards. I get it. You know, we didn't we didn't get a chance to lift the Lombardi Trophy this year and win a playoff game this year. But 12-5 and five is garbage in Cowboys land. But 12-5 and five in Miami land, woo! Even 12-5 and five in Jets land or what have you. You know, it, it would have been nice. 12-5 and five is nothing to sneeze at. And I'm not saying that the Cowboys win 12-5 and five only, solely on the offensive side. But you got to also equate that this was the Kellen Moore third year. Give Kellen Moore, if he'd have earned his job positioning the right way, then you would see Kellen Moore being an offensive coordinator three to five years from now, right? But what happened, the Cowboys supercharged this thing and gave him a position way too soon, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kellen Moore. He made more money than I can count right now, right? But if he become a head coach, Within three years of being an offensive coordinator, now he's a head coach. Man, there will still be growing pains. But about around year eight, year nine, maybe year ten, shoot, he'll be a solid guy. He will understand the, the nuances of football in general. Neither here nor there. Let's listen to the rest of this. The um, I, I'm, I'm really curious about this, Jerry, and I think a lot of people are too. Um, we're – What's your relationship with with Sean Payton like uh, versus like maybe any other coaches out there? If you want to kind of clear that up a little bit too, because a lot of people have some thoughts on on that. Mm-hmm. And were you surprised that Sean quit this year? Uh, again, uh, I won't address the last question about surprise. That's not a uh, that's not something that uh, uh, that I would uh, go to. Sean is uh, 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 easy and uh, 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 really pleasant to be around. Uh, he does things that really uh, uh, help uh, ball teams and help uh, motivate uh, players. He's got the right. He's got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there's a great story about when. New Orleans beat us. Uh, there's a rule against having alcohol on a team plane. Uh-oh. And so when New Orleans beat us one year when Bill was coaching, Sean's first win after joining the New Orleans staff, and uh, they happened to have a, a, a lot of uh, uh, no-alcohol beer on board. And I'm winking. Don't dry mm-hmm. snitch. <laughs> The trip from here to New Orleans is probably, what, 35, 40 minutes. Well, he said after that win, uh, we'll just uh, uh, stay in the air until we've consumed our beer. So they flew up around Denver to go home to uh, uh, New Orleans, straight in there from here to New Orleans so that they could celebrate. That kind of, of uh, 
natural, instinctive, uh, I call leadership or spontaneous or uh, type approach to life as opposed to uh, his team, as opposed to his associates, is a real asset to him. And he makes it, uh, he makes it uh, the, the drudgery of the game, which is physical, and boy, you need some you need some likeness from time to time in there, and to uh, handle uh, uh, the the rigors of a football team, a season, or sometimes even a game. He knows how to he knows how to punch those buttons. Man, that, 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 that's dope right there. You know, um, you know, going out getting the cold one, and you got the money to not just fly to New Orleans. You just say, man. Tuck that thing around Colorado and come on back. That'll give us enough time to sip down this libation, you know. Uh, and, and when he say that, anybody been on a plane, you know, it don't take you, it don't take you an hour or so to, 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 to drink down a beer, you know. So I know that Jerry leaving out a lot, you know. I know he leaving out a lot. And, man, if, if the good Lord can spare me some time man on this planet as well with jerry i would love to grab a cold one with jerry man i i, I that you know you know all, all bull sugar aside you know all bull sugar aside man if i can just grab a i know i i had i had a shot of johnny walker i, I immediately grew some more facial hair you know and some chest hair you know but if, if i can never get my hands on some johnny walker blue with Jerry Wayne Jones. I, I'd probably tell him all of the secrets, right? <laughs> and Jerry, I probably could get Jerry to tell me all of the uh, the secrets too, uh, all of the, the Bohemian Grove and the skull and all of that stuff, the Illuminati secrets, the handshake, the Masonic ore. You know what I'm saying? Give me all of it, Jerry, you know, uh, but neither here nor there. Um, that's a remarkable story. And I think Sean is probably uh, part of that that clove, right? That club. So shout out to Jerry for that beautiful story. Uh, with all bull, with all bull sugar aside, in the chat, if you would like to grab a drink with Jerry, what would be the conversation? You know, if you get him like, you know, you can't start off with asking the hardball questions. You know, you get him by like three or four shots in. You know, and then you say, "Hey, man, what what really happened with Jimmy?" You know, there'd probably be some of y'all questionings there, like. Like, man, you know, why Why don't Jerry Jr. ever be in the press box and, and, and giving conversations of the uh, of the game? You know, if if you go away, you know, that type of drinking, you know, you know, what Charlotte would do, you know, is Charlotte going to run his organization or are you going to give it to to John Stephen, you know, Jones, you know, that type of conversation, you know? <laughs> Jerry, with with him being out there the the world looks at that and goes hey that's a you know that's a guy that Jerry does love i don't i don't want to necessarily talk about that but how important and does this change the what the cowboys what this coaching staff needs to do this season as far as do they need to win a certain amount of games hey hey Gina said all you need is 1 hour Gina <laughs> Gina said all that she need is 1 hour see Gina i i'm scared of you you know i you probably drink your husband under the table too and, and, and I know you said he's a, a Navy guy, right? So, yeah, that's crazy. I, I See, those ladies that know how to hold that drink and drink, ooh, it's it, it, it just crazy. 
they will drink you under the table. You'll wake up in China, you know, like how I get in China, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got to get to a certain place. What what is does that does that change kind of knowing that there's a guy out there, and then then this coaching staff has a job they got to accomplish? Is there more pressure? Not at now? all. Not at all. Uh, and the rationale. I mean, everybody. I think a lot of Sean. Uh, but uh, there's going to be somebody other than Sean win the Super Bowl this year, and uh, if he doesn't coach, it'll be somebody other than Sean win the Super Bowl next year. Mm. My point is, you win Super Bowls, and people win Super Bowls. There's nobody, no one person indispensable as far as winning the Super Bowls can turn. Talk with Jared Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. You talk about how, the obviously, unfortunately, the Cowboys didn't get to where we all hoped they would be. Is a lot of that falls on fair or unfair from the discussion standpoint on the quarterback? I'm curious your thoughts about Dak's play in the second half of the season, and do you think he has to play better for this team to ever get past the wild card round? Well, I, Dak has played at levels uh, a lot that can win Super Bowls, that can take a team to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. There's no adage. Once you've seen them do it, you know they can do it. It's there. And so you've got to be real careful if for whatever game or whatever period of time it's not there, you've got to be careful of lumping that into, well, he can't do it. Again, there's some great quarterbacks in this league today, and you're only going to have one of them get the job done. Only one. And so better be careful throwing all those others out the door and saying they just can't win one. That's just not the way it works. I'm being trite. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's really uh, right there at the most reason I'm positive about going forward next year and the next year and the next year about us having a chance to compete for the Super Bowl. He's probably at the very top of the list of why I'm excited about it, Dak Prescott. All right, so <clears> – <throat> I instructed you guys to um, to not mention the word Super Bowl, and and that's not a negative connotation. It's not, it's not. And I, I'm saying this not to be shout out to you, Perez. You know, not to be you know negative law or anything. But but what I want people to do is. Think of it this way. In order for you to get to the Super Bowl, you got to win multiple playoff games. And we can talk back and forth about team underachieving. We can talk back and forth about Jerry Jones. We can talk back and forth about the players. But one thing is true. that has been 26 years that we have not won multiple playoff games. So the goal should be not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. The goal would be for us to say, man, we're going to win multiple playoff games. We're going to get multiple feelings of winning multiple playoff games to get us there. And when he goes into the details of Saying that, yeah, it's, it's good, and he said not to be trite, to say that, yeah, Dak Prescott 
can't do it or what have you. It's good to give a counter and say, hey, as the general manager, let me put things around my quarterback so that he can win it. Just like X, Y, and Z team did, right? Because at the end of the day, people are going to look back at this and say, all right, Jerry Jones said that Dak Prescott can win the Super Bowl. I come here to tell you, no one player can't win the Super Bowl. I can give you guys, we can sit here and watch two games, the Dallas Cowboys versus the 49ers, and we can sit back and watch the Green Bay Packers versus the 49ers. Both teams lost to the 49ers. People are only going to isolate Dak Prescott and his performance and look and overlook Aaron Rodgers and his performance. The same film can be broken down and it's going to give a lean way to Aaron Rodgers. Now, is Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott the same person? No, they're not. But they lost to the same team in the same way. One end, people are going to give a bevy of excuses for weather, right? And I don't know about you guys, but I've been to San Francisco. It's not a cold place. You know, it's beautiful weather over there in San Francisco. And that was a team that wasn't a cold-weather team. Went to a team that was a cold-weather team and said, here's your L. Quarters defense, wide receiver wide open. The quarterback checked down to the guy underneath. All he had to do is one, two, three, step, drop back, hit that receiver. It'll be the Green Bay Packers playing this weekend. But he didn't, and he's an elite quarterback. But people will harp on it if it was Dak Prescott in that same look. And they say, well, hey, the quarterback can't make that throw. Well, Doggett, I've seen Aaron Rodgers, one of the better throwers of the ball. Right now he's probably tier one. And Pat Mahomes, if it's tier one, Pat Mahomes. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, tier one. Pat Mahomes would be tier one. B, you know, and Aaron Rodgers would be tier 1A. But people will overlook it and say, that's who we need on our team. It's not an individual sport. It's a collective. It's a strategy. It's common sense, too. If I'm dropping six DBs in coverage, dog it, you run that. You run on that particular. You don't throw into the teeth of it. Or you take the underneath. So what people do is they would only look at one side of the puzzle and say, it got to be him. It got to be him. It got to be him. And there's situations whereas uh, I, I encourage a lot of people, I encourage a lot of people to go watch this movie, Coach Carter. Appreciate you for uh, for buying a pullover, <laughs> Anonymous. Appreciate you. Um <clears throat> Somebody just purchased one of the the the, uh, the merch that I appreciate it. I encourage everybody to go watch this movie, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. They had my guy Samuel L. Jackson in the movie, and what he was able to do from a coaching philosophy is to elevate the players. Same group of guys from the previous year, 
But he came into that scene with assertiveness. He was assertive. He had rules and regulations. He didn't coach penalties, basically. Same team. One year they looked at the looked at their team like the bottom of their feet. The next year the team won the championship. What changed? The philosophy of the coaching, coaching, holding people accountable. Hey, that's a star player. No. You're gonna hit the bench. What 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 who do you fear? What do you fear? Why are you here? We don't have that type of conversation that's going on in Dallas land. There's no way that Mike McCarthy see the fire that's going on in the kitchen and refuses to go over there and take it out and put it out. But he sit with his own folded and say, Kellen Moore got to figure it out himself. Team, everyone, together, everyone achieves more. Roberto says uh, priority, draft trenches. Number one, left guard, like a Ron Leary, um, left tackle. A 2DL run, I guess, you know, stopper. Like a, a defensive tackle, I feel you on that. Um, I like Jordan Davis, all right, right? Uh, I, I do like the principles of the mindset. If you go, even if you go get the uh, Alabama um, uh, offensive tackle or if you get the guy from Kentucky, big boy, yeah, that's a big boy from Kentucky, uh, you go get those guys. Yeah, trenches win games. Yeah, you, you win it down in the trenches. Jerry, yesterday, Michael Irvin on uh, this station said that you lack patience when you want something. I know you want the Super Bowl champ championship. What do you want on this team right now lacking your patience? Well, uh, you know, uh, that's Michael knows me as well as anybody there is. And, uh, uh, and he's right. Uh, I, I want to act nervous. I used to ask him when he got in trouble, let's say got in a bad spot and was hemmed in in a back alley. Why does he laugh? Why does he laugh? And he said, the laughing covers up my fear. It covers up my fear. Well, the impatient, uh, those type of characteristics in my way, as far as my opinion of myself, is covering up what I'm feeling. And so the impatience is frustration. Now, what you've got to do is make sure that that doesn't get over into an irrational decision. And I've made those two. One time, I made one. I'm teasing. Hmm. I was going to say, just, what was just that? Once? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson. He, he, he self-incriminated himself. <laughs> Jerry, I, uh, there, were some, there were some people out there that that did suggest that Friday when you hopped on with Mike and I that you faked being angry. What would you like to say to anybody that, that felt that way about it, yeah, and how long crazy. did it really take you to calm down from, from the stress of a week of losing in the playoffs? Well, uh, I, I really don't know how to respond to faking to be angry. Uh, I think that I like – I've been told that I'm easy to read. I can wear it out on the cuff, but it's too much I and me in this conversation already. But the point is, uh, I am frustrated. I'm still frustrated. I want to carry. I want to, if the wound is open, I want to rub salt in it. I want it to hurt, and I'm being uh, dramatic here. But this hurt, 
and I want to do everything we can to remind us continually how bad it hurt to have to go home uh, like two weekends ago. This hurts. We had a good team. Uh, but uh, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I know this. It sure helped me make the decisions I made yesterday to keep Dan Quinn. Yeah, that certainly does help. Jerry, uh, I, I wanted to kind of get a, a little timeline then. Kellen is the next thing that you have to do to, to confirm that he's going to be back. I know Miami would like to have him. What other what other decisions are you kind of looking at down the road here? Like what other – what's the, the next phase? Do you start looking at players after that or what? Uh, well, first of all, I know you will appreciate when I tell you uh, I'm not going to comment because it's a competitive situation. He literally is competitive uh, regarding Kellen. That's it. And just like I've – said I wasn't going to discuss our coaches here uh, two weeks ago because it was not in our best interest. I was mm -hmm. going to push the wrong button and go against us here. And so from that standpoint, now, what are we doing to improve uh, and uh, doing anything and everything we can off-season-wise? we got the Senior Bowl next week. We're uh, certainly already looking at, say, we're signing. Uh, there's certain types of players that you can – make deals with now, uh, we're right in the middle of it. And uh, 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 the switch had a funk on it and a depressed part of it uh, the first few days. Uh, but here it is two weeks later. It's time to get your head out of the bucket and get on here and start doing the right things. This was a absolute big time happening for us yesterday to get Dan Quinn to stay here and be our coordinator. And I'm excited. Uh, that I, start, I say you start with days of little victories to build upon a better feeling. Well, this started the day with a huge victory for us to be able to maintain him and the continuity involved with our team is, uh, in my mind, uh, uh, worth moving mountains for, and I think we did. Well, we already have a promo out. You can hear all of our excitement about getting Dan Quinn back as well. So we're all with you. We want to know this is still a huge weekend for football. Who are you picking or who are you rooting for this weekend? And then I got to ask, when are we going to get back in this weekend of football? Oh, boy. Well, the last one, of course, as we all know, I don't know. But we all know uh, if I, I'll just point to – the main thing we're talking about. Uh, I'm, tr uh, I'm trying to get back there. Hello, Dan Quinn. And so uh, uh, th that attempt starts yesterday to get that done. There is such a romance to me for Los Angeles Rams to be sitting there playing this playoff game, uh, championship game in that uh, new stadium and then to turn around and potentially have, if they should win it, and have the result of playing the Super Bowl there. They are about uh, one mile from the little house that my parents lived when I was born. I was born right there. And uh, got a lot of relatives out there. So you're a Rams fan. And so uh, uh, there is so much of me that would like to see uh, that fairy tale. Here it is really the first real big year that they've, because of the COVID thing, uh, to uh, be operating in that new stadium. Uh, we've got our NFL headquarters out there. I mean, not headquarters, but our, our media headquarters out there. Uh, that just looks like 
rather than that Hollywood sign that used to be on that mountain kind of broken down, and that was the uh, uh, the uh, city of entertainment for the world. Well, now that in the picture is that beautiful new stadium, NFL, and I'm excited about that. So I'm kind of rooting for them. Appreciate the time very much, good sir. And anything else? Anything else? You yeah, want to anything else on your mind? Real quick? Well, I'm I'm great. Uh, uh, let's see. What did you think about the stock market yesterday? Man, stock market's hey, crazy. Let's just sit here and talk about all of it. <laughs> hey, I've looked. So, listen, I'm. Um, uh, thank you for our time. And again, like we said, it's uh, uh, great. I like to communicate this way. There you go. Thank you very much, good sir. Always good to have you on. All right. So. The billionaire, Jerry Jones. He's a Rams fan. He got to be. He got to be a Rams fan, you know. And that's just the reality of it. Let's let's go right here. And Sarah, now Jerry, Jerry, you're a Rams fan, man. You should. <laughs> let's be real with it, man. Uh, the contractors that built. The Arlington Stadium is the same contractors that built SoFi Stadium. I believe that's the name of that stadium, whatever the name of that stadium. And I tell people all the time, bookies, uh, they, they get paid regardless of the outcome. You know, they're it, just the reality of it. I wish I could flip it another way. But if you go around in uh, L.A., you see multiple properties owned by the Jones family. And he's a Cali boy, right? So I seen somebody put that in the uh, Cali boy. And when it was time to uh, to land a contract, I think it was like 10 years of contract, you know, they own a lot of property in Oxnard. It's a layback city, right? And it was up between Oxnard and San Diego. So, um, <clears throat> see, people from the South and, and people from Texas, they, they think different, man, you know. But Jerry, Jerry is a Cali guy. Uh, and, and it is what it is, man. He was born in L.A., you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, Jay, Jay Lombardi, appreciate you. So, I mean, we can look at it and say, hey, you know, Matt Stafford, he's a Texas guy. So, I don't know, man. Um, outside of, like I said last night, I don't want the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I can't live with that, you know. I like the fact that we still just have five between the both of us, right? Uh, Inglewood, all good. Jay Lombardi, you know. Um, uh, Jonah, Jonah here said, nah, law, he's a money fan. You know, uh, hey, shoot. I, I can't argue with that, you know, even the good book. Even the good book says for the it says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? The root of all evil. But also the good book says money answereth all things. It didn't say something. That that good book said money answereth all things. So when you got money, you know, uh you can do a lot of things, you know. Uh, he claims Arkansas too. Yeah, I feel you, man. You know, Arkansas did a wonderful uh, situation for that whole program over there. Money make you dance. You know, I, I feel y'all. Uh, my, my collective um, thoughts of all of this for, from this presser or from this conversation on the phone, just a casual conversation, is 
We better pray and hope that Kellen Moore goes into his fourth season understanding a counter. Kellen Moore goes into his fourth season understanding run the ball and understand the strength of his quarterback and the strength of his team. That's what we hope. Because if not, we will see the same situation. The collector of plays. One play don't match the other. Uh, I, I was listening to some of my my, uh, my guy Skywalker's show earlier this morning. And he was saying that basically, shout out to Skywalker, A to Z Sports Dallas. Y'all be sure to check him out in the morning time. He was pretty much saying that, you know, Kellen Moore calls plays like Madden. Like when you play John Madden, it's really no rhyme or reason. You know, third play to doggone drive. Let, let me flex Connor McGregor Connor McGovern out. You know, I said Connor McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> Connor McGovern. Let's flex him out wide, you know. You know, so it, it, it's crazy, man. It's no rhyme or reason. It's no structure. And I think a caller was calling in, and he was talking about Kellen Moore. The caller said Kellen Moore and – Dak Prescott need to be on the same page. And Sky, he's like, no, that's the problem. Pretty much bull sugar, you know. They are on the same page. And that's the problem. Joe says uh, 14 seconds. Um, th- here's the thing with 14 seconds. We didn't have any timeouts. So it's low IQ moment when people say uh, one team was able to run three plays in 10 seconds or 14 seconds. They had timeouts. It's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones played the role of moving the Rams back to L.A. Yeah, I mean, come on. Understanding superstars run the league. Yep. Um, shout out to you, Jackie. Shout out to you. Uh, appreciate you. Kellen Moore and uh, Dak Prescott need to hold each other accountable, making easy throws, better play calling. Um, there's a reason why people say that that new broom can sweep the floor good, but that old broom can get the corners. There's a reason why people say that. Uh, that's life too. Experience count. And if Mike McCarthy is the experienced guy, he should reach over to Kellen Moore and say, hey, these are the things that you got to do in order to get this team afloat. Right? And that's the bottom line, Cowboy Nation. I really appreciate you guys for this lunch break. Uh, I got to get back to work over here. Uh, be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and Beyond. Uh, sharing is caring, Cowboy Nation. Uh, let's, stay fo- let's stay focused for this offseason. Draft time is around. Uh, draft time is always a good situation for us, Cowboy Nation. Draft time is always good for us. We know one thing. The player evaluation is 365, according to John Stephen Jones. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Evaluate these players, free agency. Uh, Keep in mind, there's always a free agent before the draft. And then there's the draft. And then there's another wave of free agency going on. So 
Let's not paint ourselves into a corner. Let's look into this bigger picture of everything. Uh, my biggest thing that I want, if Kellen Moore don't get that job for the Dolphins, uh, we want him to get a job for the Dolphins so they can bring in something else. But one thing people will say, deal with the devil you know, or deal with the things, ride the horse you rode in on. So hopefully, Kellen Moore can evaluate himself, re-examine everything, look at Dak Prescott and say, hey, these are the strengths. We're going to focus in on that. We're going to minimize the weaknesses. Oh, by the way, we're going to establish the run. It's not the fact that you need offensive linemen, but you need more of this game and the situation awareness, game planning, take out the opposition. So we all hope that those things will happen. But according to Jerry Wayne Jones, we keep in Mike McCarthy. We keep in Dan Quinn. By the way, Kellen Moore is still here. Unless the Dolphins get the knocking on the door. Right? But we got to stay focused. They rooted in. Cowboy Nation. Like Jim Rowan said, when the end comes for me, let it find me conquering a new mountain, not sliding down an old one. Well, Cowboy Nation, we're going to have to really figure out a way to conquer a new mountain, a new opportunity, right? <laughs> a new situation for the 2022 season. And 12-5 is not good enough. Let's not start talking about Super Bowl. Let's just start talking about winning multiple playoff games. They can get us to the what's your name, you know what I mean? And it all starts this offseason, which is already here for us. Cowboy Nation, let me see those blue hearts in the chat. I love it, baby. Because regardless, from the womb to the toe, let's go, Cowboys. I said, when I die, don't create hate me. No, 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 no. Make sure you got a, a blue star over my tombstone. That's where we at, baby. It's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Cowboys. We up out of here, baby. We up out of here. Where my... I love seeing those blue stars, baby. How beautiful you are, blue stars. Let's go. Yeah. Nowadays, nothing Come on. really enticeful. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's Ice. I got wifey on blinking sheet. Ice. Freeze. Freeze. Photo. Photo. Please. Please. No photos. No, no, no photos. No, no, no. Let's go. No Shout photos. out to you. Iceberg kills the correct. Alex, shout out to you. Sports guru, appreciate you. Chuck, Kenneth, appreciate you. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Shout out to Cowboys Experience. Let's go. Take the pain away in my own lane, finger roll. He needs some milk.
only sold. Heard your whole team was for sale. Heard us on the market for the low. Who the realest? We might never know. All this acting, you gon' play a role. Give you the world when they sign you up. Try you out and then they line you up. Ooh, now you're looking hungry. Ribs are touching, need some food. Now you're all on live acting, surprised, but you was fooled. Just slow down, little bit. Oh! <laughs>